All right, please pray with me. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for today and for next week. We thank you for this opportunity uh, that comes around this time of the year, each year, where instead of just sitting here and being sponges and soaking up uh, all of your word, this is our chance to wring out those sponges a little bit. This is our chance to, as as was prayed earlier, uh, see how you would use us to further your kingdom. Lord, I pray that you would open our ears and open our hearts. I pray that we would be sensitive to your leading. I pray that we would all see, each and every one of us who are here today and, and next week, what can I do? How can God use me? How can I help serve his church and serve this community? What, what is one thing that I can do? And I pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to read through uh, this passage real quick. Uh, so if you brought your Bibles with you, please turn to Luke chapter 5. If you didn't bring your Bible with you, please uh, p- take one from one of the pews in front of you and also turn to Luke chapter 5. Uh, it's in the New Testament. Uh, you can start flipping forward. Matthew, Mark, Luke is the very next book. Third book in. Luke chapter 5. And we're going to be read, I'm going to read from verses 17 through 26 so we can see this whole story. One day he was teaching, and there were some Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting there who had come from every village of Galilee and Judea and from Jerusalem, and the power of the Lord was present for them to perform healing, or for him to perform healing. And some men were carrying on a bed or a stretcher a man who was paralyzed, and they were trying to bring him in and to set him down in front of him. But not finding any way to bring him in because of the crowd, they went up on the roof and let him down through the tiles with his stretcher into the middle of the crowd in front of Jesus. Seeing their faith, he said, Friend, your sins are forgiven you. The scribes and the Pharisees began to reason, saying, Who is this man who speaks blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God alone? But Jesus, aware of their reasonings, answered and said to them, Why are you reasoning in your hearts? Which is easier? to say your sins have been forgiven you, or to say get up and walk. But so that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins, he said to the paralytic, I say to you, get up and pick up your stretcher and go home. Immediately he got up before them and picked up what he had been lying on and went home glorifying God. They were all struck with astonishment and began glorifying God. And they were filled with fear saying, We have seen remarkable things today. Such an incredible story, isn't that? I want us to see a few things here, especially as it pertains to serving, as today is our first service Sunday. Here was a man who was paralyzed. We don't know how long he had been paralyzed. Maybe he had been born paralyzed. But he was in a pretty bad situation in this time period. The only thing he could do to make an income would be to beg for money, and there wasn't anything he was going to be able to do physically to help his situation. This is what he was looking at for the whole rest of his life. However, this man had a big blessing, and that was that he had friends, and that he had friends that cared a lot about him. Not just any friends who would call him on his birthday. But these guys cared enough about their friend that they wanted to do anything they could to help him. 
They had heard that this Jesus was in town, healing person after person after person, and they thought, hey, let's get our friend to Jesus. Let's physically get him there. So they go find their friend, probably in the public square where he was begging, picked up his little stretcher bed that he lay on, and carried him to the house where, where they had heard Jesus was in. But what awaited them there when they got there? A giant crowd. You can imagine a crowd trying to get into Walmart on the day after Thanksgiving here. All at the same time trying to get through these doors. There were just too many people to get around to see Jesus. Now they could have said, eh, sorry man, we tried. Bring him back to the square. But is that what happened? No. Did that stop these guys? Not at all. You've got you to be impressed with the ingenuity of these guys. One of them had the idea of going up to the roof. Back then, homes in this area had beams, wooden beams going across the roof, and on top of that, people would lay branches and rushes to provide a framework for the dried mud they would then put on top of that. It was sturdy enough to walk on because of the wooden beams underneath everything, but accessible to be able to dig through the dried mud and branches and dig out a hole. I'm wondering if any of them had thought this all the way through, though. Because making a hole was one thing in the roof. That was one thing. Lowering their friend who was on a stretcher bed through this hole and not letting him fall to the ground was another What may have happened was that they lowered him halfway without any of them falling through and the shoulder-to-shoulder crowd below caught him and lowered him the rest of the way. Sort of first century crowd surfing here. It was truly an attention-getting moment. Can you imagine this? You're in the house and you're watching this. This is truly an attention-getting moment. This was certainly nothing anybody in that house had ever seen before. And it was certainly enough to get Jesus' attention. In fact, in verse 20, we read that he stopped whatever he was doing at that moment. Maybe even stopped mid-sentence as he was teaching. He just stopped whatever he was doing at that moment to give this paralyzed man his full attention. And why? Why did Jesus stop everything to give this man his full attention? Because he saw the faith of that man's friends and his faith and his friends that lowered him through the roof. If they would go through all of that trouble because they believed that Jesus and only Jesus could make their friend well, then he would give them their wish. But Jesus also wanted to take this opportunity to teach something bigger than just physical healing. Instead of just telling the man to stand up and walk, he wanted to visibly and undeniably point out to the Pharisees that we read about in in that first verse we read, and anyone else there present, that he was God. How did he do that? He could have just said, I'm God, so get up and walk. But but there was a point to this. He did something so much greater, and that was the forgiveness of this man's sins because of that man's faith in him. That's what was most important to Jesus. That man was also... 
he, he, not only would he be able to walk, but he was also granted the indescribable hope of eternity spent with Jesus. And isn't that so much greater? But none of that would have happened if it wasn't for that man's friends. And my point with this is in what they did. Like I said, they could have given him the attention he deserved and even helped him out with some money each day and left it at that. But they took it one step further by taking on an act of service so gutsy it rewarded their friend with not only physical healing but also spiritual healing. We need to think about how in everyday situations that we're in, we can bring the hope of Jesus to everyone we meet and have conversations with. But we also have an opportunity today and next Sunday to have as much of an impact on those in our community and church who need spiritual healing and support as the man in our story today did. Like that man's friends, we too can bring people to Jesus and His healing, forgiveness, and salvation by serving them. Bringing by serving. So how today and next Sunday are going to work is that we'll be hearing from half of our ministry leaders today and half next week. And the purpose of this is twofold. The first purpose is to introduce each of our ministries to you, especially if you're newer to our family here. Maybe you've seen some of these listed in the bulletin or calendar, some of these ministries, but you're not really sure what they are or if you want to become a part of it or anything about them, really. The presentations today and next week will hopefully tear down one more obstacle to you becoming a part of some more of our ministries and to give you the confidence to invite someone you know to become a part too. Someone you know may not want to come to a full church worship service. They may be intimidated by that. But they may want to come out to one of our other ministries. And if you're more involved in that, you have a better leg to stand on when inviting them out to that because you can tell them a little bit more about it. The second purpose is that even if you can't be a part of these ministries, you can still play a part in helping to strengthen them. Hopefully each of you have received a packet of needs when you came through the door today that will be presented both today and next week. As you took a look at that, the needs range from very small things that can be donated, something that any of us can do, to things that take more commitment, maybe of time or resources. As each of our ministry leaders present these ministries, take a look through these packets. And what I want you to do is see how God may be speaking to you to help take care of these needs. I would even go so far as to say, let's all, every single one of us here and next week, put our name down for at least one item, for at least one need. I'd even go so far as to, as to mention that. You can immediately sign up for something today and hand it to me, which is probably the best way to do it because time in between... Uh, is, is only going to push you further away from doing it. Uh, or if you'd like to take some time, you can take it home and bring it back in a couple weeks. But let's all, as members of this family, put our name down for at least one need. And this is what I want all of us to keep in mind. The church is only as strong as those who make it up 
using their gifts to strengthen it. The church is only as strong as those who make it up, using their gifts to strengthen it. So listen, keep an open mind. Listen to the Holy Spirit's leading in your heart, both today and next Sunday, and let's strengthen Jesus' church together as one as this church reaches out to our community with the light and love of Jesus. Let's have that radical passion as that man's friends had in bringing others to Jesus through our serving. So I'm going to move the microphone over. I'm up first for men's Bible study. So you can uh, start getting out your packets and taking a look at that.